Hi, and welcome to The Piece of Persistence. I'm your host, Abigail Wright, and today I get to introduce you to Charles Seaford. Charles Seaford currently works for An Economy That Works, an alliance of businesses, NGOs, think tanks, and thought leaders whose fundamental belief is that a healthy economy is only possible if it addresses key social and environmental challenges. At the time of this interview, Charles Seaford was the head of the Center for Wellbeing at the New Economics Foundation. The New Economics Foundation is the UK's leading think tank promoting social, economic, and environmental justice. Their aim is to transform the economy so that it works for the people and the planet. Charles's work at NEF involved developing measures of social progress and then using these to stimulate new approaches to policy and to service delivery. Before joining the NEF, Charles worked at the UK government's Sustainable Development Commission, where he advised ministers and officials on a range of sustainable development policy and communications issues. He previously worked in management consultancy, specializing in strategic change and moral purpose in public and private sector organizations in the UK, continental Europe, and Australia, and co-writing a book on moral purpose in business. He co-founded Prospect, a leading political and intellectual monthly magazine, and earlier in his career worked as an equity analyst and as a branding consultant. Charles has a BA in philosophy, politics, and economics from Oxford University, and a Master's of Science in Business Studies from the London Business School. Charles, thank you so much for joining us today on The Piece of Persistence. I'm so grateful to have you here. Yes, well, thanks for calling. So you use the word well-being most of the time, but you also talk a lot about flourishing. Could you yes. talk about your concept of flourishing and how it developed? Uh, I mean, in a sense, that's almost a synonym in, in a way that we use it. But the well-being term uh, has a whole load of connotations. And, and certainly in the UK, it's, it's got very much connected with health and sometimes the external conditions which we would see as contributing to well-being are identified as all the parts of well-being. So we now have this phrase used by the statistical office, national well-being, which includes both the sort of personal well-being of individuals, but also the state of the nation as a whole. And flourishing is really what we think is at the heart of what well-being is and not the same as happiness. Because if you flourish or active, so it encompasses you know, all those things that, that make for a good life and positive feelings that arise from that, the you know, Aristotelian concept. I think one of the important things about Aristotle's ideas was, was that you can't flourish in isolation. Flourishing is something that you do in the context of, of society, in the context of the, the social role you have, and we believe that too, and flourishing is, isn't, you know, isn't simply about the personal feelings that you have, it's about the role you play in life relationships you have, or relationship with the world in general. Yeah, I love your five good habits, your connect, be active, take notice, um, which I think you've described as being present, but also yeah. um, as an aesthetic yeah. quality. Yes, indeed. And um, um, keep learning and also to give. Yeah, people who do these things tend to, tend to have higher levels of, of well-being as measured through questions like, are you satisfied with your life? And did you feel happy yesterday? And those kinds of questions. But if you think about it, what we think of as flourishing very often is a life which has these things in it. Someone who's active, someone who has good relationships, connecting with people, someone who is sort of aware of the world around him or her, 
someone who's interested in things and keeps learning, and someone who's contributing to to the lives of other people. You know, these are, I mean, they're age-old ideas. And in fact, I, when I went to church, I don't go very often, but I went to Christmas, and mm. the priest gave a sermon, and he started saying all the things we ought to do. And suddenly I found I was sort of picking them off against this list. <laughs> so these are sort of, of age-old ideas. He basically had four out of five. He didn't have the active, I suppose, three exercise. But these are not new ideas, as I say. Um, what we have now is lots of scientific evidence that you know, these things do actually enhance people's satisfaction with life and their happiness. It's so wonderful that you have the resources and the support to promote and enhance well-being in the UK and beyond. How is it that I'm finding you today in the States? I'm doing some work uh, about the well-being of Las Vegas, which oh. is an unusual assignment. I mean, it's a long way to come. I suppose the joke is we're now exporting well-being goods. <laughs> but no, here's a little quote from Ben Bernanke. It's quite nice. Uh, the ultimate purpose of economics, of course, is to understand and promote the enhancement of well-being. So economic measurement must encompass measures of well-being, and it's quite good when the head of central banks are saying that as well. That's fantastic. Um, it all helps. What have you learned from the people you've met that are the highest on your scale? Oh, I see. I, again, this is not very scientific because I haven't. No, sure, sure. People are happy are doing what they want to do in the sense that they're not frustrated by their lives. They actually feel they're sort of in charge of their lives and they're able to do what they want to do, whether that's personal relationships or their career or other activities. And you meet some people who are not happy because you all feel with them that they that something they didn't quite grasp, some aspect of their life that sort of eluded them. Um, and they still can't quite get it. It's just beyond their grasp. And then there are other people who feel, who feel yeah, I, you know, I'm doing it. I'm actually giving life. I'm not, this is what it's meant to be. <laughs> I'm doing it. It's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, the grass is Okay, I have, I have my frustrations and things don't always work out. Blah, 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 but, but basically, this is how it's meant to be. And, um, well, they're fulfilled. I think that's the main difference I experience. Just out of curiosity, have you taken your own tests of well-being? <laughs> um, yes, I did. And I did it actually as part of our product called Happiness of Work. It's a kind of package which employers could use. If you Google that, you can just do it for free. It was basically a testing of your own well-being, but and also various aspects of a working life. How did you do? And I came out, I came out all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. Talking about well-being all the time, uh, do you feel like your level of well-being has increased since you started this position? <laughs> That's what my wife says. <laughs> she, says she says, well, she says, at least you've, you may not have improved anyone else's well-being, but you seem to have improved your own. Oh, um, that's good. So uh, perhaps. One of the nice things about the well-being topic is it's a very broad topic. You know, it covers an awful lot of things. It ranges from, you know, sort of what Aristotle thought, and the economic policy, to social policy. I mean, a very wide range of things are relevant to it. statistics and how you measure it. I'm spending quite a lot of time making connections between different areas, and that's very stimulating, and so yeah, that can stimulate your well-being. That's great. Well, I can't thank you enough for talking with me tonight. It's um, it's really a pleasure to actually sort of meet you. <laughs> right. I'm very happy to do this. Thanks for taking interest in it. And thank you for joining us today on the Peace of Persistence. I'm so grateful to bring you Charles Seaford. This interview is actually from a little bit before the days of the Peace of Persistence when it was just an idea in my head. And I, I actually got some really great ideas from my interview with Charles, and I'm so happy to bring it to you today. So I'd like to encourage you to check out the five ways to well-being, which you can find at 
happinessatworksurvey.com slash info slash five underscore ways. And those five ways are connect, be active, take notice, keep learning, and give. I think they're really brilliant ways to bring well-being and happiness into your life today. If you're interested in more of the work of the New Economics Foundation, you can find that at neweconomics.org and look under the subheading for well-being to see the work that Charles and some of his colleagues have been doing over the years. And if you're interested in seeing more of what Charles is doing now, please check out aneconomythatworks.org and you can see all of the work that they're doing there to create long-term sustainable growth. Thanks so much again for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I'll continue to update you on all of the things that are going on in my life and beyond and in creating happiness and success for your own life. Don't forget to subscribe, give us some love with your reviews, and I look forward to seeing you next Friday on The Piece of Persistence.